Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, hello, hello. Good morning on this eighth day of August in 2023. Well, uh, my sister and I were blessed to go yesterday to our um, high school class reunion and just wanted to say that was my first one. Um, She had been to them before, but that was my first one that I attended. And it was as my sister Sheila would say, it was beautiful. And so I'll let Minister Sylvia later on in the program um, tell you why uh, and some of the good things that happened. But before I turn it over her to prayer, I want you to know that the message that we have lined up today aligns perfectly with some of the things that... Um, I'm going to ask her to pray about and whatever else God gives her. Um, There was a young lady there that we knew, and she talked about how Minister Sylvia would walk with her head up, and um, she just had so much confidence that so many people were, you know, they respected her and, and things of that sort. And it reminded me of how many times we may walk around and it appears that we're confident. It appears that we may even be prideful, but that's us in public. And then when we get home, we're not celebrated. We're beat down. We're uh, manipulated. And it reminded me of how some family members don't honor you and give you the we respect that you're new and even some friends. But when we're on the job, when we're in school, when we're various places, we put on an aura. And I want God to help us to have that aura because of him. Because then whether we're at home or whether we're in the school system or whether we're on our job, our confidence is in him so that when we go to the job and they beat us down and uh, we don't have that aura on the job because that's where they beat us down at. We don't have that aura at home because that's where they beat us down at. We don't have that aura uh, when we're with this group or that group or this um, agency because they beat us down. But then we also have the what I call, she thinks she's cute. Well, I want people to change that to the true statement. It's not that she thinks she's cute or he thinks that he's fine. It's that you think that they think that. So that's what you really should say. You really should say, I think that she thinks she's cute. Or I think that he thinks he's fine. That's the real statement. Because if the person never told you, they say, are, how are you now using that against them? And, and additionally, we have so many issues with our self-esteem, our self-worth, and our self-confidence. So why shouldn't he or she think that they're cute? Why shouldn't he or she think that they're handsome? They were made and formed in the very image of God. Isn't that beautiful? He says that we're his handiwork. Okay, see, let me go on and stop because I'm already getting into the message and we ain't even prayed yet. So I want her to pray for the people to learn how to celebrate one another, to learn how to encourage one another, to learn how to support one another, to learn how to pray for one another, to learn how to uh, give God all the glory and give all the praise to him and to walk in the confidence that he created you and his very likeness and his image. And it's done. It's just a matter of us accepting what God said is good. He ended his creation of us saying, and it's good. Even after Adam, the first Adam did what he did, and he restored us 
back to him with an even greater image through Jesus Christ who's sitting on the right hand of the Father. It is good. Minister Sylvia, can you pray for us and with us, whatever the Lord has given you? Good morning. Amen. Thank you. Father God, we come to you on this morning. I ask you to forgive us of every sin, oh God. We'll open up our mouths to start the prayer off with a request of forgiveness, oh God. God, as we drive, sit, walk, work, whatever we're doing at this time, God, we're putting ourselves on the altar of forgiveness. God, we just ask you to open our ears that we may hear what the Spirit is saying to us on today, God, that we may hear your voice when you speak to us, oh God, when you're talking with us, when you're angels and you are ministering to us, God, open our ears. God, open our eyes that we will see you in everything, in everything that comes across our vision, in our spiritual eye as well as our natural eye. God, we just ask you to open our eyes that we may receive everything that you have for us, oh God. We ask you to open our hearts, God, that we may love one another, we may see one another, we may feel for one another, God, with love and not with envy and strife and jealousy. God, we just ask you to open our hearts that we will receive your word on today, that we will hide it in our hearts, let it live and dwell within us everything about you, God, that we would even want you the more, oh God. God, we just ask you to guide our feet, Let us walk in a path you have called us to walk in, oh God. Let us walk where you decided for us to walk, God. Let us walk into our God-given destiny, God. God, we ask you to guide our arms and hands that we will grab a hold. Hold on to your word. Hold on to you. Hold on to your spirit, God. Hold on to the love that you have put down in us, oh God. God, we want you to teach us how to live and abide and want to live in your word. God, teach us how to live in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Lord, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God, we just ask you to bring us forth, that we may walk in your will and your way. God, when there's nothing else to ask, teach us how to accept you as our shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Minister Sylvia. Thank you. Um, As the leaders of SMILE 3E, God has uh, called Minister Sylvia and I to celebrate the people that do ministry with us. And we do it wholeheartedly and willingly. And um, I'm finding that sometimes when we're doing this, we sometimes have to chase after people just to bless them. But I realize so does God. And so many times when you're trying to uh, bless people and celebrate them, they're not used to it. And so it's a thing that, you know, we've uh, been doing for years with Dr. Wright. We've always um, celebrated her. We uh, recently went out and and ate with um, servant Pastor Troy, and we have uh, an appointment to do it today with Prophet Antoine, you know, but we still need to do uh, Elder um, Tony and Minister um, Ron and uh, many of the others that uh, have 
been in ministry with us because we can't pay them for the word. And they do it willingly and they do it voluntarily. And so I've taken Minister Sylvia out, you know, um, whenever the Lord has, you know, unctioned me. And so uh, learning to celebrate the gifts. My, my, my. One of the things God had been dealing with me about was stopping. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by stopping. Just stop it. Just get over it. How we sometimes are looking for people to celebrate us that don't have the capacity to do it either for jealousy reasons, either for covetous reasons, envious reasons, because they were never taught how to do it without getting something in return. And so knowing that I need to allow God to, and Minister Sylvia, because she's part of the leadership as well, to show me how to celebrate people who don't know how to celebrate others without there being something attached to it. Some people celebrate people to get recognition. Some people celebrate people for them to open up a door for them. But how many of you know that the windows of heaven that are spoken about in the word of God is what we need open to us? How many of you know we need the grace and mercy of God poured out upon us daily is what we need open to us. And so God is teaching me to teach people to pray. Because if you pray for the people, you won't have to ask them to celebrate you. You won't have to ask them to acknowledge you. Because if, and I did say if, they accept the love of God and the unctioning of God, they can't help but celebrate you. And they'll do it without expecting anything in return. Um, Many of us get disappointed when someone doesn't celebrate us. But how many of you have seen on Facebook when people would say stuff like, uh, stop judging people off of what somebody else told you when God really knows you and them and he's given you mercy and grace. How many of you have heard people say, the very people you're expecting to support you may not support you. But you have God that has already told you that you're more than a conqueror. God who said that he sits you in royal places and and, and you're his peculiar priest. Well, on today, God blessed me with given me a few things to say about people who devalue us because they don't know our value. And that's okay. But we have to allow God, God alone, not us manipulating, not us prodding, not us fussing, not us doing whatever, but God alone change us and to change them. Many people would teach and preach the message, if you, if we let God, but I am preaching and teaching this message on today as our affirmation, our proclamation, our declaration, and our decree that for the rest of our lives and for eternity, our Father God, is going to teach me, teach us, 
how to preach and teach and pray and live and do everything that promotes God alone, not us, but our Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not my agenda or anyone else's agenda, but God alone. We're going to preach and teach the kingdom of God and live it. It's going to be our very conversation. On yesterday, Minister Sylvia had on a T-shirt that said, Team Jesus. Me and her both have that same T-shirt. Other people have that T-shirt. But do you really live that thing? Do you really believe that God, Jesus, is as sovereign as he says he is? Do you really believe the love of God is agape love? Do you really want to talk about it and promote the peace of God? Do you really want the righteousness of God? Do you really walk in the gifts of the salvation and the benefits and the blessings of God? Do you really want to praise him? God alone. God alone, I said. God alone is worthy of all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. God alone is to be honored. God alone is to be worshipped and praised. God alone is to be trusted in and on. God alone will protect you. God alone will give you blessings and provisions and more than that. God alone will take you here there, everywhere. God alone will take you to the north, the south, cosmos, the outer spaces, the seas, and the lands. They'll hear your name. Your name will be echoing, 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 echoing in the mountains, in the skies, down in the depths of the earth. God alone will promote you and take care of you. God alone, even in your times of turmoil, that you need victory and that you need peace. Even in your time of troubles and sickness and disease, God will give you joy for your happiness. He'll give you joy for your sadness. God alone will do this. He'll turn your tragedies into triumphs. He'll turn the losses of your loved ones into mantles that have been doors and, and windows that have been opened because it's your turn. It's your turn to come up front. It's your turn to be able to take that thing that happened in the uh, uh, neighborhood, that accident, that war zone in the neighborhood, that militarized war zone all over the world. That that place that you need him to be your refuge and your fortress. God alone will protect you and do that. God alone will send his angels that will be encamped all around you, in your life, on your job, in your home, in your dreams, in your visions. God alone will do that. Because, see, there's going to be satanic things that come against you, fiery darts that people try to come and they try to devalue the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Minister Sylvia and and Cecilia. They're going to try to devalue him, and they're going to try to do that devaluing sometimes through devaluing you. See, the very definition of an invalidation is a process of denying, rejecting, and dismissing. And it may be your feelings or it may be access to something. They want to invalidate the very message that God has given you. It's a subjective thing. It's an emotional thing. And it's inaccurate. It's insignificant. And in God's eyesight, it's unacceptable. People use the technique of gaslighting to emotionally invalidate you. Can you imagine that person that's walking around 
with their head up uh, because of the self-confidence that they have in themselves and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, somebody's going to try to come and gaslight them, not only emotionally but spiritually. It's a tactic that actually is used to drive people to a state of feeling like they're going crazy, like they must have done something wrong. Some people will even stay in the house. I'm not going out. I'm going to stay in the house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do They'll do everything they can to try to make that person value them. They, they're calling their name out at work. They're, they're, they're doing this. They're doing that. They stopped being the God of themselves, and they've allowed someone else to articulate and dictate their very emotions and feelings. On the other hand, they might come combative and just start going out doing stuff that God told them to stop doing just because they're trying to prove a point instead of praying and asking God, how do I combat this? Well, one way you do it is by celebrating others and letting them see you celebrate others without any strings attached. Imagine we're out through a reunion again, and this older lady is telling my sister how, as a young kid, she would go home and get whoopings because every day all she wanted to do was sit on the porch with her. You know how we say we want to sit at the feet of Jesus? God can symbolically give you people that just want to set your feet, that just want to be around you. The same way the devil gives you people that says, she thinks she cute. He thinks he handsome. They think they know everything. Or will be sent to invalidate you. But yet you forget about the ones that God sent to validate you. They validate your very thoughts and feelings and emotions and experiences. But all you want to do is succumb to the ones that don't know how to celebrate you. Stinking thinking. My God. When I was at the uh, school thing, this girl kept hitting me with a plate. She had food in her plate, and she kept hitting me with it in my back. She wanted, I don't know if she just wanted me to turn around, but I know she thought that I thought I was cute. And the problem was I didn't say to her, no, you think that I think I'm cute. I actually turned around and I gave her a stern look. I didn't say a word. I was like, holy ghost, you're going to have to speak through me because I'm, the west side in me is coming out. And she apologized. She sincerely apologized. And she stopped hitting me with her plate. It was like a nudge. I don't know how to explain it. Like, move out my way. She actually, to be honest, I forgot about this. The Holy Ghost just brought it back to my remembrance. She actually tried to get the people to serve her like she wanted me to get out of her way. And the lady behind me said, no, you need to wait. She's in front of you, and after I've served her, I will serve you. I forgot about that. So not only did she try to, like I said, push me out of the way when I was next in line. So you got to know when you're next in line for blessings, God's overpouring you. He's over uh, just... uh, it's an overpour. It says, it's like, you know, you have the windows and, and they're overflowing you. They're overpouring you. It, it's spilling out the blessings of God all around you. And people can see that you're blessed and they want to get in front of you because they think they can get that blessing too, but they can't because it's got your name on it. And it says, sign still delivered by God. 
because he or she is going to give me the glory. Because, see, when you're in a relationship, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it emotionally triggers the people around you sometimes to want the blessing without the relationship. So we have people in our lives that, as I heard someone say, they're trying to pimp God by hanging around us because they want the blessings. They just don't know what it takes to get the blessings and keep the blessings. Um, There's people that are connected to you that are getting the blessings because God is trying to teach them how to be humble. And sometimes they may trigger you by doing things and saying things, and you just got to learn how to say, uh-uh, I, I, I got to pray. Hold on. No, 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 no. I didn't say we going to pray. I said I got to pray. Sometimes it may be you're going to pray with them, but sometimes God's going to give you what it needs um, or what needs to be done by your silence, And by giving it to him, did you really lay it on the altar? Did you really give it all to God? We can get a temporal change because of what we say, or we can allow God to do it so that we can have an eternal change. Which one you want? I want the one that's going to give God the most glory. Because, see, emotional Invalidation can be done even accidentally. Somebody could just be snapping off at you. They don't even realize that they basically invalidated what you were saying or what you were asking them. And it could be unintentional, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Every time someone invalidates you does not mean that it was intentional. But you need to pray so that God can let them know that what they did was wrong and that he was not pleased with it. Not that you weren't, but he was not pleased with it. See, we've got to learn how to get out of God's way. We've got to learn how to celebrate people even when we're uncomfortable, even if they've done something to make us sad. Personal testimony. There's some things been going on with me on my job and in my personal life um, because of a family member that constantly, and members, but in this case, a member that constantly invalidates or does things, and I believe they're unintentional to invalidate my very feelings. And so sometimes because of that, I have to pray for myself because it's bothering me. And I'm like, God, teach me how to stop taking this out of your hands. Teach me how to wait. Teach me how to ask you to give me longevity on this earth and in this earth until this particular person and their significant other learn their actions could have emotional damage on me if I didn't take it to God and give it to him. So sometimes they'll say, don't do this, don't do that, and then I'll see somebody else do the very thing that they told me not to do but I'm supposed to be on equal status with this other person. And so then I have to bring my feelings, my my emotions under the subjection of God for the thing that the enemy is using to try to trigger me. And so that I don't snap off on someone else 
by deflecting because of what I'm experiencing. See, God alone will direct us. His word lets us know in Psalms 119 and verse 105 and in 133 that he speaks to us through his word and he gives us wisdom and he gives us direction for our daily lives if we ask him for it. Because, see, we're emotional creatures. Some people call us drama kings and queens. We're emotional creatures. But sometimes when we're just being ourselves, we need to plead the blood of Jesus on ourselves. It's nothing for us to snap off and deflect on somebody else. Sometimes it's because we're hungry. Sometimes it's just because we don't know how to honor people. If you honor someone, you're not going to be snapping off on them because you're going to ask God to shut your mouth. But how many of us is, I'm just saying, I'm just this. That's the problem. You're doing it. Let's ask God to show us how to handle people. I'm praying. That's what I'm doing because I say, God, I'm tired of people mishandling me. You had Apostle Sandra Thomas pray for me and say, Cecilia, that spirit of timidity, that spirit, because they even talked about it at the reunion. I said, yeah, you was the quiet one. You know, and it was like, that's how they remember me as the quiet one. Well, obviously that's how the enemy still is trying to remember me too. But whether you're my brother, my sister, spiritually, DNA, whatever, or somebody I just met. I have somebody I just met. They don't know me, but they try to devalue the God in me. They try to minimize the God in me to tell me what I can and can't do. They don't even know me. They know my uh, sister that passed, and they know my sister that's in ministry with me now, minister, but they don't know me. And so I had to tell them, God is faithful to me. If I ask him for something and he wants me to have it, I'll have it and I'll have it for years and years to come. Because you don't know him and because you don't know me, you don't understand that I trust God and I'm not going to allow you to minimize and devalue God. There's a song that says, I want to bring in my kids so that they can sing songs and wave their hands to the Lord. I want to give you all the glory, God, you alone. I want to give you all the glory and honor, God, you alone. I want to give you all the glory, the honor, and the worship, God, you alone. God, I want to lift up my hands and say that you alone deserve the honor, that you alone deserve the praise, that you alone deserve the worship. I want to lift up my hands and say it. I want my life to exhibit it because everyone knows that when they hear me sing it again, and again, how I want to give you the glory. And they forget sometimes. And they may not even know. Praise you. Morning, noon, and night. You alone. These are lyrics in a song, and yet it's the very way that I feel and the very things that I do. It says you alone. We should lift up our voice on high in one accord as we worship you today. You deserve the glory, God. You alone. Last month, we did affirmations of how to stay positive in the things that we declare and decree. God alone 
is that affirmation because he'll change our hearts. God alone is supernatural, and he can change our hearts. God alone is super amazing, and he can change our hearts. God alone knows how to conform us to his perfect plan. God alone knows how to accomplish things in our lives that will help him to accomplish things in others' lives who's watching us. Who's sitting at your feet trying to learn from you? What are you teaching them? You taught them about the world. Now teach them about God. You alone have to know that Proverbs 21 and 1 says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. You alone have the ability to help God influence others' hearts. You did it when you were in the world. You can do it now. You did it when you were straddling the fence, one foot in and one foot out. My, 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 my. You alone can do it for God alone. And yet you alone can do it with others because the enemy of our soul is already defeated. He's already confused. We torment him instead of him tormenting us because we got away. But we can't devalue others or allow others to devalue us or get upset when they do it when we're trying to change them instead of allowing God to change them. God will dismiss the very notions in your mind to change somebody. Because he'll say pray. You say prayer changes things. Things include people. (laughs) Things include perceptions. And imaginations of the heart. Things consider others and is a part of others. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. A heart to pray for the wicked. A heart to tell everybody about how God blessed you. And then listen to God on what to do. You know what? I had to pray for myself. I said, because God, I'm tired of people allowing people to manipulate them and control them without the right to do it. We give people the right to do stuff because they used to have that on. I'm tired of that. We give people the right to do stuff because they're a president of this organization or that organization. We give people the right to do something because we're afraid, if we'd really be honest, that they'll leave us that they'll reject us, that they'll turn on us, that they won't be pleased with us. What about God? God alone. If God rejects you, if you leave God, if God alone says, I can't and I won't, I'm going to turn you over to your reprobate state because you're allowing the wicked and the unjust to control what you do. Because, see, some people, they know how to manipulate you enough to they make you think they're saved. When they're not straddling the fence, they're just on the other side of the fence, and they know how to make you think that it's green on that side. My prayer 
because I'm going to continue with this message, if God allows me, about him alone, is that he will teach us that once he decodes and exposes what's going on, that we'll stop making excuses for what's going on, and we'll obey God. We'll celebrate people the way God has anointed us to celebrate them. We won't expect anything in return other than them to look to God and say, God, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're using me. I want to serve the same God that they serve. Just as the children are sitting at the feet of Jesus, we can see who they really are. And after you show us who they really are, God, then we'll accept what we see because you've opened up our spiritual eyes. Thank you for every person that sees us as wise or sees us as your spokesperson, that sees us as the light in the room. God, and they're not only sitting at our feet, but they're watching us. They may be behind the bushes watching us, or they may be blatantly sitting on the porch with us, spiritual or natural. They may be living in our homes, watching us, and yet jealous of us and trying to manipulate what we do that conflicts with your will. God, teach us to repent for real. We keep saying we're repenting, but we're really saying, I apologize. Because when you repent, you turn from it. It didn't say you repeat it. It says you turn from it. And we allow you, God, to put something in that space, something that's wisdom, that something is agape love, that something is the peace that surpasses all understanding. That something is joy unspeakable. That something is the yoke-destroying anointing of God. That something is your word and your will and your way. That something is the mysteries and revelations that you unveil to us. That something is the zeal and the determination and the loyalty of all rather than me. In Jesus' name, I turn the program back over to you, Minister Sylvia. Amen, amen. I thank you for the opportunity to be a part of the celebration on yesterday as well as today because I'm just so excited to to get a chance to see what, as the woman of God was teaching about honoring and recognizing the fact of the reason to honor. When we went to our reunion yesterday, how to see how people react when they saw us and how to see how they just, some of them just stopped what they was doing just to be with us. They was bringing us food from their table. They were saying, I remember you, you too. I remember how you all stuck together. I, I remember this. And, and just to see that, you know, how they say, if you don't, you don't do what God said to do, God will have somebody else to do it. So when people that know that they should honor you, don't. God will put you in the presence of people that will honor you that haven't seen you in 20, 30 plus years to say, like the young lady said, she said, I just wanted to be with you. And I, I know for a fact she used to get in trouble just to be around us. So I said, all that to say, if anybody else want to just take time out to just share something with God has given them on today, the lines are open. Please do so now. Okay, well, 
I'm going to say this. I thank God for, again, for the, the reunion of yesterday. Um, me and a possibly like, was hanging out, and we had a chance to do something together that we had never done, and that was to go to a class reunion and enjoy one another. And um, we had saw these guys trying to start a vehicle, which, a long story short, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I decided to get out the car to go help them as a possible saying, somebody better do something so many words. She said, I'm going to go get something to eat because I don't want to see them blow themselves up. So I said, let me get out this car and show these grown men who was our age that they didn't know what to do, how to jump this uh, vehicle off. So when we did, after we did it and, and we jumped the vehicle off, I said, the young man said, oh, thank you so much. I don't know how to thank you. I said, well, buy me a raffle ticket for the uh, TV they was raffling off. And he said, okay, no problem. He bought the ticket. So I was laughing because I told my sister, I said, you know, I bought a ticket for you. The man bought the ticket for me. I said, I bought a ticket for you. I said, we're just going to laugh about it. I said, but there's no sense to them selling the tickets anymore. I said, because um, I'm going to win the TV. Long story short, God blessed me while I won the TV. And when I won the TV, my sister, uh, Apostle, said, you do know where we at. Let's be mindful. <laughs> I'm to go. So we decided that she was correct. It was time to go, but they decided they wanted to take a picture. So as we was going back to take the picture, I, uh, she said, they want to take a picture of us today. I said, well, she said, uh-uh, we're going to trust God. We're going to defeat the devil. We're going to trust God that, that nothing's going to happen to the car, the TV. And we did it. We enjoyed ourselves. We want to just say we thank God for letting people that we had that we had forgot about remind us that they never forgot about us. One of the young ladies said, I think it's the same one that said she, had to, she used to get a whooping just to be on our porch. She said, I thought that was you, but I wasn't for sure. You know, because when you get older, faces change, but names don't. She said, but when you start talking, I mean, she ran up and grabbed me, and she was like, you don't remember me, you don't remember me. And I was, I didn't want to tell no story. I said, no. And she told me who she was, and I was like, oh, my God. She was a little girl when I left. Now she's a grown woman. And I'm like, wow. And just to see what we saw is just to just say, God, we just thank you that not only did we get um, honors from people that we knew, they remembered you played volleyball, you played volleyball, you played basketball, you played softball. They recognized us for what we did and, and how people used to come just see us play. It. And I thank God for that because there was something me and Apostle really needed yesterday to just see that when we think that we've been forgotten, and, and as, as Jesus was, he wasn't welcome in his own land, with his own, among his own people. Aren't you the carpenter's son? Okay, well, people didn't want to recognize us at our own reunion, our family reunion, as what we said. But look what God had people to do, recognize us at a class reunion. But we thank him for that. So we thank you all for joining us on today. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, to, uh, next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can come back and hear the apostle like talk about what God has put on her heart. She says she's going to continue this as long as God have her continuing the subject. If you come back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear our very own Dr. Serena Wright on the first Monday of August. We want to thank you all for that. Uh, if you come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, uh, give you all what God has put on my heart to share with you all. And we just want to say again, thank you for tuning in. Please keep Minister Margo, and your prayers, Pastor Troy Thomas, Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, 
Dr. Serena Wright, uh, Mother Tony uh, Montgomery, and Minister Brian Montgomery, Reverend Lawrence Montgomery, please keep these people, and Pat, and Minister Brandon Kaiser, please keep these people and our family in this ministry in your prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I turn back over to the woman of God to pray us out. Amen. And I just wanted to um, add that um, on yesterday, Minister Sylvia, what was that young man's name um, that walked over to the car that remembered us as well? Um, was it Callaway or something like that? Say it again. Was it Callaway or something like that? You talking about um, Keith? Is that the one that walked over with his wife? Uh, 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 yes, the Dwayne. Um, yeah, that was the Callaway. That's what we used to call. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I prayed for him. Father yeah, God, we Dwayne, thank you for yeah. the program. Okay. Thank you, Father God. We thank you for the program on today. We even thank you for the young man that walked over and he recognized us and he was with his wife and. He said to us with such wisdom, he said a lot of the people that didn't leave where we used to live, they die or they're all messed up. God, teach us how to leave those old places, those old places of death like Sodom and Gomorrah. For when we stay in those old places, God, They'll lead us to death. But God, you alone will direct us where we need to go so that we can live and not die. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Bye-bye. See you on tomorrow night.